0: Welcome, friends, to our podcast, Arise My Darling. My name is Andrea, and I am joined by my very sweet friend, Liz. We want this to be a space that encourages and invites you to become more aware of the ways that God is constantly pursuing you.
1: To awaken you to be on the lookout for sweet kisses our Lord sends you each day because you have ravished his heart. So snuggle in and get ready for epic adventures, unexplainable friendship, and an abundance of joy. Hello, our darlings, and welcome back. It feels like it's been forever.
0: (laughs) It does. It does feel like it's been forever, but it is not. It has just simply been the holidays for us. And so how was your Christmas
1: and your break? Oh, man, it was wonderful. It was much-needed rest time, and I got to do... Yeah, some just really good family time. Yeah. Um, played like a it lot of fantastic. Yeah. We watched a lot of home videos. <laughs> and oh, I went on a trip to Our Lady of Guadalupe Basilica. That's right. Um, to learn how to be a mission trip director. So that was like a training. And then the last day we went to Our Lady Guadalupe Basilica, which was amazing. And yeah, we just finished a big conference seek this past weekend. So, and February is crazy busy for us. So we're just like flying. I feel like this semester (laughs) is going to fly. Um, So I'm excited to get this started back up because there's been a lot of things stirring on our hearts. How are you doing, Andrea?
0: I've mentioned this too, maybe a dozen times already, Liz, but I'm just going to you know make sure everybody, all the darlings know as well. (laughs) Everybody knows. My children receive on Christmas Eve uh, pajamas every year. It's a thing and I do it every year. But my children are in their 20s now. And so there was a little part of me that was like is it time for that to just chill? You know, they're not 5 anymore. Mm-hmm. But I bought them cuz I like traditions and they matter to me. I bought them all pajamas and we you know they all opened them on Christmas Eve and when we gathered back together Christmas morning, they literally were all wearing their pajamas. And I and I Aww. I just thought I was gonna cry. Like Your I just mama's heart was so happy. I was so happy. And I kid you not, I've said it so many times that people are like, What's what's really going on there, Andrea? <laughs> I don't know. It's just my mama's heart. I just don't know. You know, when they get in their twenties, you kind of wish they were five again sometimes. And so Yeah. Um so it was it was really fantastic. And then we all went and saw Spider-Man, which was off the hook and we totally loved it. And yeah, it was like such a great Christmas season for us. And then I have spent some time pursuing theology of the body stuff as Liz exhorted ing- us with last semester. I did a, some reading and then attended a conference in Pennsylvania, which I just got back from and uh, thoroughly enjoyed the time. Just really f- fantastic people, kind hearted, Uh, From all over the country, even multiple nations were there. And I I did not anticipate that, but um, just genuine hearts to seek God in the fullness of of the theology of the body. And so it's been a sweet gift to me, and I'm, I'm eager to explore that more as we go forward. So yes, I am doing well and eager to start up again in this podcast. So what are we talking about this week?
1: So just kind of to give everybody an overview, we are shifting a little bit this season how our episodes are going to come out. So instead of releasing something every week, we're going to do an every other week um, release just because we need that. That is kind to us. That is kind to us. You'll hear an episode every other week. So we'll have like, Six episodes, I think, this season that we'll end up releasing. So don't freak out if you don't <laughs> see one on one of the Wednesdays, because it's probably just dropping the next Wednesday. Right. But we're hoping that this will give us more time just to really flush through content um, to make sure that we're giving you all things that are just an outpouring of our hearts instead of scrambling to be efficient because um, we don't like that. We don't. We're not about no, that.
0: No, no, no.
1: And it makes a lot of sense because this season, one of the like, kind of the thread through all that we're doing is just really the spirit of encounter, like allowing ourselves to be encountered and then also to encounter others. And we thought it would be great to start with a story that most of us probably know pretty well, which is the story of Jesus walking on water and then Peter walking on water. And so we're just gonna kind of break that down and relate it to our lives because it's just been very helpful to pray through It's just allowed me to reflect on some really good places in my heart. So hopefully it does the same for all of you. But Andrea, you want to read it for us?
0: Yes, I can. So we're going to be reading. Where are we in? We are going to be reading in Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Mm. so much juiciness there. (laughs) So much good. So Liz, tell me all about this. It feels like you've been meditating on it for a while. And it has done some beautiful things to your soul.
1: Yeah. I just kind of worked through it like one line at a time um, and really dove into reflecting on each line I prayed with. So the first line that it's Peter, verse 28, but he said, Lord, if it is you bid me come to you on the water. And yeah, I was just struck when, when I read it, that it really feels like a prayer. And I started to think about how could this prayer relate to something that I would pray about? Um, cause clearly I'm not walking on water. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not, it's not happening. Maybe once the lake freezes over, but nothing, no time soon. And I started thinking about, okay, what, but what does the water symbolize? Like, what is he walking out onto? And I think for me, I just was getting images because it says that it's really windy and that yeah. the boats had been being like pressed by the waves. Yeah, um, so it wasn't this like tranquil, peaceful water that he's stepping out onto. It's pretty turbulent. So it's like uncertainty and turbulent and it's not solid ground, right? Cause it's liquid. Exactly. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that this idea of like water, like bid me to come to you on the water, for me, it feels like a prayer of Jesus bid me to come into the unknown, mm-hmm. like into the places nice. that maybe I like it doesn't feel like it's super solid. There maybe feels like I like I have a lot of questions, there's some turbulence. I definitely prayed this when I became a missionary because mm-hmm. I felt like I was stepping out, stepping into something that I did not like, I, there were so many questions. There's so many unknowns that I was stepping into. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that that's really what Peter is praying here. Like, Lord, if it is you bid me to come into the unknown, because when we have these tugs in our heart and we're trying to discern like what the next step is, or like, where do I go next? We ask the question. I think a lot of times is this tug of my heart? Is this desire for me? Is it from God? Is it something, a decision I'm making out of fear? Is it something that I'm being invited into? Like sometimes it's hard to discern like yeah. whose voice it is and, and if it's a good thing or if you're just doing it because you're like, you want comfort or whatever it is. And so the beginning part of that prayer, the Lord, if it is you, yeah, speaks into that uncertainty of not knowing if, the, the tugs on our hearts, the desires that we feel is in line with the Lord's will. Hmm. It's kind of like, Lord, if you will it, like, if this is what you want, bid me to come into the unknown. And I'm like, that's so beautiful. That's, that's really beautiful. Thanks, Peter, for that beautiful little prayer. Um,
0: Amen. And that act of faith, right? Like nobody else is in line to to get out there. It's not like 10 of them all said that at the same time. <laughs> It's just, just Peter.
1: Just Peter. He's so eager. So he's so, eager. he's so eager. And we were talking about this earlier, but Peter, oh, Peter, <laughs> he just, he tries so hard, but he also fails so hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how kind of the Lord to give us him as a role model, because yeah. how often do we try so hard, but fail so hard?
0: And need so much mercy and, and it's available to us. To us. And Peter receives it. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And, and that it's funny to think about it in the way you're describing it, that it is the unknown because it's water. You don't walk on it. Like, that's not a thing. It's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And I do love that. And I think that's one of the sweet gifts of Peter is that he does a lot of things by his heart and his passion, not his head. Like, yeah. he's willing to say... Yeah, you, you you shouldn't be able to do that. But Jesus is doing it, so I want to do it. Like <laughs> Enough. That's all Peter needs. It's so cute. It's so cute.
1: <laughs> well, Jesus is doing it, so I want to do it. So Jesus, to do it.
0: do it. That's right. It doesn't matter if it's crazy and nobody's ever done it and it's not a thing and water can't do that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just look, I want to do it. So, yeah, it is. It's really beautiful. But, yes, you're right. Stepping into the unknown, it has so many factors with it. And I think of the verse in the Litany of Trust, that says or the line that says that I will trust you to teach me to trust you um mm-hmm. and we just need to be taught how to do that stuff how to recognize those voices how to discern them and the only way we do that is we just step we step out and we mm-hmm. take a chance and maybe this time it was mostly the spirit but it was also my selfish nature you know like I'm I i will not know until I step out right And it's the same as what Peter's doing here. He's stepping out and he doesn't know if it'll work. And it kind of starts to, right?
1: This is such a good passage to just like pray with visually of like thinking through, like imagining what this scene, how it would play out. And I'm imagining Peter like stepping out of the boat. I don't know how tall this boat is, but I'm envisioning it like take some effort for him to get over the ledge. And then he starts off very like timid because he's like, am I? (laughs) gonna walk and then he's like i am and then he gets like some swagger going you know some confidence because he's like i am walking on the water like he probably (laughs) is pretty excited but how often is that how we like step into the unknown too of like i don't know if this is going to work and then we are affirmed and we're given some confidence because we see that God is providing for us. Jesus is providing for us. And then we start to get a little confident and then we're like walking on this water and we're like, look at this. And I feel like that that's kind of like this image that I get of Peter walking, but also the only way that Peter could get out of the boat was complete reliance on Jesus because it was not humanly possible for him to walk on this water. And he knows that he knows that and he just models for us so great that when we're stepping into places that feels impossible, that feels unknown, that feels uncertain, how we have to do that is complete reliance on Jesus.
0: Really well said. Really well said. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's walking on water. It's not a thing.
1: <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Jesus can make it a thing. He can do the Jesus, impossible Jesus things. Jesus is
0: doing it. Jesus is walking on water.
1: Yeah, So, so Peter's like, he's, he's got this swagger going. He's gaining this confidence. And then what happens? Andrea, tell us what
0: happens. (laughs) He starts to see the wind and the waves and he is afraid and he begins to sink and he cries out, Lord, save me.
1: Yeah. He totally gets distracted. He gets distracted. He sees the winds. He's like, you know, confident swagger going. And then all of a sudden he's like oh my gosh, I'm out in the water and I'm walking on this and I'm going to drown. And I, ah, essentially, this is how I felt when I skied for the first time. As I first started going down this hill, because they're like, Liz, it's going to be fine. All you have to do is pizza. Mm-hmm. And if you ever skied before, you guys mm-hmm. know this, right?
0: That's so right. Like, You'll
1: be fine. You'll be fine. And I start going down this hill and I'm like, yes, Jesus, take the wheel. This is amazing. I'm <laughs> flying. And then you start going really fast. Really and I was fast. like, oh no, oh no, pizza, 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 pizza. And then I just fall.
0: <laughs> yep, Yeah. Pizza only right? works so well, right?
1: Yeah, complete wipeout. And I feel like that this is exactly what happens to Peter. He just gets distracted and starts relying on himself, gets afraid, and then he begins to sink. Amen. Yeah, it just made me think about what are the things in our lives that pull our gaze away from Jesus that distract yep. us? The winds, I guess you could say. Do you have any? Do you have any winds, Andrea? Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think our my primary wind is self preoccupation. It is something even in recently in this uh, conference that I was at, uh, self preoccupation and self doubt. And I think years ago it's not as loud now as self pity. It's interesting they all start with the word self. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of self happening. Which
0: takes away from this idea of relying on God, mm. of faith, and certainly does not allow you t- to encounter the other, right? Because God. it's all about self. And so Dang. Uh, at this last conference, there was a series of events where I found myself doing it. I was self-preoccupying in the middle of a beautiful worship set, and I thought, first, I'm missing this beautiful worship right now. Second, I'm doing this to myself. Like I'm, I'm literally causing fear in my own heart right now because I just won't trust. I won't let it go and trust that even though I can't understand why this series of events just happened, yeah. I can't just trust that God's going to work it out. I repented like right there in the middle of the worship set. Uh, realizing that these are the waves for me. These are the winds that get my attention when Jesus is standing right in front of me, literally. Uh, And same with Peter's situation. And so, and in his sweetness, as soon as I did that, I not only enjoyed the worship that I was in, I not only enjoyed the people around me and encountered Jesus in this really beautiful way. When I left the meeting, the thing that had been self-preoccupying totally worked itself out. Like, didn't require even the littlest help from me. Press and that. I was like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. that. That was a Lord save me moment. And then immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught me. So, Aww, absolutely. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I totally, I didn't even think about the self-preoccupation. Not that. Yeah, that's definitely, uh-huh, <laughs> I experienced that. I can very much relate. I think the one that I was thinking about was, Actually, kind of the other, but also doesn't allow you to encounter the person. But it is like preoccupied or like occupation in the other person's life. Mm. And so you get so preoccupied with their life and what's happening. And this like very easily turns into comparison. And then you start self-pitying about your life and what it looks like in comparison to this other person's life. Mm and even sometimes it's not negative, but you start thinking about, okay, what does this person need? What do I need to do to make sure that this person like gets these things? Yeah. Um, and it just becomes very much like Jesus is over, is over on the side. And I'm like, not now, Jesus, I'm really focused in, I'm <laughs> focusing on this person. Like I'll, I'll, we'll talk in a second, but like, I need to focus in on this right now. And he goes, no, 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 no. Like, I will tell you, I will tell you what they need. And I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I I know (laughs) what they need. Um, It comes out of a place of love oftentimes. Like I want to love them well, but I miss the fact that I, that Jesus can love them a lot better than I can. And so Mm -hmm. I should just let him tell me what they need instead of me trying to figure out what they need. Yeah, I just go into this, I'm going to fix these things. I'm going to solve these problems mode. And then don't actually see the person and see what they actually need Amen. and don't listen to Jesus and let him tell me hey this is what they actually need and yeah. honestly it's one of the big reasons why social media is really hard i don't yeah. know that i can have a healthy relationship with it right now sure maybe ever because it's so easy to you just get consumed in other people's lives you really do and I have been temporarily deact- deactivated my uh, Instagram account for a couple months now. Nice. So I haven't been on Instagram at all and haven't missed it. Great. Honestly, like I have not missed it at all. But the other day there were some students that came over and started talking about this thing they saw on Instagram and this person's life. And they knew all these details. And I so quickly got like consumed. it. I'm like, Whoa, tell me more. Like, how did that <laughs> happen? And how did this? And then I like caught myself and I was like, why do I care? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, why do we know this much about this person? And it's because they like put all these details on Instagram, but I was like, wow, I, it's so easy to get consumed in that. And then to be like, oh, I wish that my life was like that, or they're living a better life than me. And it just leads to all these very unhealthy thoughts in my life. So that's definitely, that distracts me very quickly. Some winds And and waves. The winds and the waves. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about this too of, I like how you said that Peter cries out. It says Peter was beginning to sink. And then he cries out to the Lord, Lord save me. And Jesus immediately reaches out. And I was thinking, I was like, do I cry out to the Lord as I'm beginning to sink? (laughs) Or do I typically wait till I am sinking or I'm sunk? I was, like, trying to really envision, like, how deep into the water am I before I cry out to God? Amen. And, I I mean, it really depends on the situation. I've definitely gotten better. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I still am at the point that I ever cry out when I'm beginning to sink. I think I'm still, like, you know, like, waist deep (laughs) or, like, maybe, like, neck deep. I can still cry out. Like, the water hasn't up to my mouth yet, but... Yeah, I'm I'm a little farther in the beginning.
0: Amen. Amen. I I really think that that is a very tangible way to communicate the shift that's happened in me to go from don't figure it out, but cry out. I used that line several times last season because that was such a hallmark of my journey through the Ignatian adventure uh, that my spiritual director was constantly trying to pour over me was this idea, don't figure it out cry out and how liberating that's been, but it, it simply requires you to trust, trust somebody other than yourself. Like you have to trust God. And, and when you do it over and over again, and I was explaining this to a friend the other night, you actually start to trust more and all of life just gets better when you trust God more.
1: (laughs) I said that like, can you believe that? Oh, uh, I just yeah. figuring
0: that out. I mean, I've been, you know, with Jesus for 30 plus years now. So, you know, I'm just starting to turn that corner.
1: That's okay. That's okay. Better now than never.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. But it, it's also indicative of a shattered trust that yeah. there was a time in my life that when I cried out without knowing Christ and who he really was, I don't know that anybody did respond. And so to have this long walk with my savior to see the ways he's responded to me it it gives me courage to cry out and that's how jesus starts this right when they see him walking on the water they freak out <laughs> they're terrified and they say it's a ghost and he immediately says take courage it is i don't be afraid because that is out of the norm you know if we've yeah, been in a norm that is constantly not trustworthy then to trust again, to believe, it just takes time. And God is very kind in the timing and the progression of our healing journeys. And so this is quite beautiful. And I'm very thankful because trust feels a lot better to my soul than distrust. Distrust oh, yeah. takes takes a toll on you.
1: Yeah. And trust, I think just very quickly cast out fear. I think that's been so... Wow. It's just been a big topic of conversation. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of students and they're making decisions about what to do this summer or what to do next year. And so many of the conversations end in, I'm scared or I want to do this, but I'm afraid of this. And I think one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received um, was actually from my team director. And I think I was probably saying the same things. I was explaining something and I said, but I'm afraid or I'm scared that this is going to happen. And I just remember he looked at me and he was like, Liz, we don't make decisions out of fear. And I was like, Ooh, that (laughs) is really good advice. And it has been so helpful to share with all of the women that I walk with too, where I'm like, yeah, I understand that there is like fear and so I just, like, ask them to return to the Lord and ask for a deepening in trust. Because when we can trust, when we can deepen our trust, exactly what you're saying, Andrea, it really does cast out so much of our fear. Mm-hmm. Or the fear doesn't paralyze us. Like, there might still be some fear there. Sure. But we don't let it cripple us or, like, make our decisions. Yeah. We yeah, can step, step out of the boat onto the water.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Oh, man. So Jesus responds immediately and— Then what does he say to Peter? Oh, man of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, man of little faith, why did you doubt? And so I just like was thinking about the question, like, why do we doubt? Like, why do we doubt Jesus? And it made me think of a quote. I'm reading this great book. Um, It's a retreat by John Paul II. It's called God is Beauty. And it was talking about, the primordial temptation. So like kind of the very first temptation that we fall into as humanity. So like back Adam and Eve, like what was the very first temptation that they fell into? And the temptation was to believe that the fulfillment of the desires of the human heart depends entirely on us. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we doubt because we believe the lie that We have to fulfill the desires of our hearts, that we have to take care of ourselves, that God is not going to provide. So I'm just going to have to do it for myself. That's exactly what Eve thought, right? As she took the apple, she's like, oh, well, he's holding out on us. Yeah. And so I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to fulfill the desire of my own heart, which is I want to be like God. Yeah. And I think that that's where all the root of all these places that the reasons why we doubt God, why we fall into self-reliance why we choose other paths is because we believe that we believe that lie
0: yeah and in adam and eve's case there's an enemy that's whispering things and we hear those whispers today just as well um and those whispers are not completely unfounded we have had hard times we have had losses and and scars and and whatnot but I'm always amazed at how often Jesus comes through for me and I forget, like I'm pretty sure the scale is real tipped in his favor and yet he doesn't get my benefit of the doubt often, which seems terribly unfair to Jesus. Um, And I'm probably more aware of it in my older age than I was when I was young that, wow, you're, you're coming through at a really high percentage here. (laughs) And I am not giving you credit for it. So here's the last part that kind of stands out to me, Liz. Like, Peter's the only one who gets out of the boat. Everybody else is just in the boat. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Watches the whole thing. Jesus gets in the boat. Yep. And the wind dies down. So now he's controlling, you know, all of nature uh, Mm -hmm. in their sight. Mm -hmm. And they worship him and say, truly, you are the son of God. Clearly, everybody is undone and wiped out. Like, what do you, what do you take away from that?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I have not thought about the other guys. (laughs) It was a really, I always think about Peter and I think about Jesus and, you know, doing all this meditation and I was listening to a talk at our conference this past weekend. And one of the priests actually brought up Peter walking on water and he goes, what about the other guys? (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot there were other people in the boat. And Yeah, I just started to meditate on why didn't anybody else get out of the boat? Yeah. Like, what would I have done? If I saw saw Peter walking on the water, would I have been like, sweet, cool, and hopped out of the boat and tried to start walking on the water? Or would I have been like, oh, well, he's doing it for Peter, but he won't do it for me. And stayed in the boat.
0: Wow. Or
1: would I have been jealous and been like, well, why couldn't, why can't I walk on water? I don't know. (laughs) I like really wonder what my response would be to seeing Peter walking on the water in the boat. And there was probably different, probably different reactions happening for um, the different disciples. But I was thinking about if one of them had gotten out of the boat, what would have been the motivation behind getting out of the boat? Would they have gotten out of the boat because they wanted to walk towards Jesus too, or would they've gotten out of the boat because they just wanted to be like Peter and they wanted to have the same thing that Peter had, which was this experience of walking on water. And I was thinking about this because I was then asking myself, like, what's my motivation to do things? Like, what, what is my motivation behind doing good things? Yeah is it because I I do these good things because I want to live Jesus through them or do I just want to do the good things because I want other people to see that I'm doing good things or that I I want to be able to see, like, see, look, I'm a missionary and by my actions you can tell that I'm a missionary because of the things (laughs) that I do, which are very missionary. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what is, what is the motivation here? What is the motivation of my heart? And gosh, it really depends. It really depends on the day. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could sit here and tell you guys that my motivation is always Jesus, but it's just not It's because not. I'm, I'm a broken human and I wanted to always be Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's, yeah, in the same way that I was telling you that my wind that distracts me is like people. Yeah. I think that probably I would have been in the boat being preoccupied with Peter and not yeah. really thinking much about Jesus. Um, but thinking but, about like, why wasn't I the one chosen to like walk on the water or no. why I can't like, why is it but Jesus giving me any time? Like why Peter, I would have just focused in on what was happening to Peter and like lost the beauty of the miracle yeah. and the, of, and the encounter.
0: Amen. Amen. It's interesting as, as you're talking about it. And as I've referred to the self-preoccupation elements, it's like an extrovert introvert problem, right? Like you either are focused on whatever's happening out here or you're focused too much on what's happening in here instead of mm-hmm. both of us mm-hmm. directing our eyes to Christ.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> that
1: makes sense. Yeah, that I'm <laughs> that I'm attracted to the outside and you're attracted to the inside. Attracted I mean, it doesn't make complete because sense because I'm the introvert and you're the extrovert. So I don't really know <laughs> how that works. Nice right?
0: try. Nice try. <laughs> no one believes oh,
1: that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and...
0: I think if I was sitting in the boat, I would have, you know, in some ways doing the same thing of the comparison could, could fall into that trap quite easily. Um, But I can also get caught up in like the, the math of the situation. Like, am I going to get a chance to do this? Is there going to be another time that maybe I could do it? Like, like once again, but it's me, me, me. It's all Mm -hmm. very focused on myself and missing the beautiful movement. And, And yet in some ways Liz we both know that these things happen around us all the time. I mean God moves in people's lives and we either rejoice with those people or we get jealous of what yeah. God's doing in their lives and I think we always have that opportunity to kind of pick one whether or not it's our first response we still have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. seen you do this. I, I just this weekend when we were talking and you were talking about some of the things that happened at the conference like the joy that just flows out of your soul. When you see the women around you take steps of faith and draw closer to your savior. I mean, it's like, it's like something wants to burst out of your skin. You get so excited for others when they take steps of faith. And, uh, I, I was in my small group at this conference and the very first day, one of the gals, um, was just asked really simply, like, how you doing? And she said, I am very angry right now. And everything in my heart was like, I love her. Like, yeah. I just love her. <laughs> it was honest. It was real. It, you yeah. know, she pulled no punches. She was as vulnerable as you can be in your anger. And and I just, I had no fear towards that. Like, I just wanted to honor her honesty. And I think that's exactly how we should move forward when we see God working in people's lives is to make that choice, whether or not it's our first and not, not beat ourselves up if it's not our first response. Mm -hmm. Maybe our first response is self-preoccupation or comparison, but we don't have to stay there. We get to, we get to choose. And, and I do love that this whole section ends with, and they worshiped him. They worshiped him. Truly. You are the son of God. It's so beautiful. It's so kind. Everything about this is just kind and gentle and miraculous and powerful and exactly what we're talking about in terms of this is a God we want to take time to encounter on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And to let him encounter you. Amen. Um, and so Amen. as we kind of, yeah, as we kind of draw to a close here on this passage, I think that just taking, taking to prayer this week, what are the things that distract us from Jesus? What are the things that cause us to fall into self-reliance into fear, um, and let Jesus into those places of our hearts. And then, yeah, thinking about the other, right? What is our response right. when we see other people having these beautiful encounters with Jesus? Is it one of rejoicing or is it an, a negative response? And just ask Jesus to give you an increase in charity, What's right, sense. an increase in peace What's and sense. trust. And yeah, my final thought is, is just thinking about the saints, thinking about these people that have gone through crazy amounts of suffering and turbulence and unknown in their lives. And yet they're some of the most peaceful people. And the key here is because they have locked their gaze with Jesus. Amen. And when you lock your gaze with Jesus, right? Just like Peter You walk on, you walk over the chaos. You walk over the turbulence. You're not affected by it. And Peter wasn't taken outside of the storm to walk to Jesus. Like Peter walked to Jesus in the storm. Well said. And so we can have this peace and tranquility and groundedness, even on the chaos and the turbulence of the lives that we live or the storms that we find ourselves in, as long as we lock our gaze with Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Really
1: well said. Thank you. Okay, now we get to do sweet kisses. (laughs) (sighs) Oh my goodness gracious. Andrea, what's your sweet kiss?
0: So while I was at the conference, I kind of like kept my phone at bay. Like I just didn't Mm -hmm. allow it to mess up my conference experience. And so there was one point where somebody tried to FaceTime me like three times. So finally I kind of, you know, poked my head in on it. And it was a a dear friend of ours who was just walking in the snow and wanted to share the experience with me because I texted her and I was like, what do you need? What's going on? She's like, no, no, we have to FaceTime. And she just, she was getting lost in the snow and the flakes were big and beautiful and just falling so lightly on her. And she's been running like a thousand miles an hour. Uh, as of late but the snowstorm shut everything down right that we just had here last week and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so she couldn't run a thousand miles an hour which she doesn't want to run a thousand miles anymore Mm -hmm. like this is a friend who I've been teaching how to get lost and she just wanted to say I got lost today in the snow and look how beautiful Mm -hmm. it is she just wanted to be in the experience with me it was so beautiful it's so cute and um I just smiled over it. Like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking care of my friend's heart who is just in a really difficult and busy season right now by setting a huge snowstorm and shutting everything down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she didn't sit and mope
0: about it or complain. She took advantage of the fact that here's this beautiful snow and now I'm just going to go sit with my savior in it. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. How about you, Liz?
1: Yeah, I think my sweet kiss is at the seat conference this weekend, we got to do prayer teams and I got to pray with another male missionary and we kind of took turns. Like there was a gentleman that came, he prayed with them and then I interceded. And then if it was female, then I led the prayer and he interceded. And before we began, I just so desperately like cried out to the Lord and was like, Lord, allow us to be your vessel. Like, just don't let me get in the way of no. how you want to pour into these students that we're going to encounter. And uh, woo doggies, I just felt in touch with the Holy Spirit. Like we were flowing, we were vibing, we were there, we were there. And there was this sweet girl that came and just, yeah, shared a lot of really hard things that she was going through. And I was able to just pray over her. And the Holy Spirit was just very much directing the conversation. I could just feel this like, I felt so much tenderness for this girl who I'd never met before. And I just knew that like Jesus was allowing me to like, experience his heart for her in a small way. Mm-hmm. And the next day, the last day of the conference, she came and found me and cool. she was like, were you the person that I, that prayed over me yesterday? And I was like, yeah. And she's just said, thank you. She was like, thank you. Everything that you said was exactly what I needed to hear. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you for letting me like just be a vessel, like just allowing the Holy Spirit to flood through me and like letting me be receptive and not getting caught up in, am I saying the right things? Am I doing this right? Like, you know, it's just easy to get in your head with Mm -hmm. all of that. And, oh, it was just such a, it was such, I don't know. I was just so happy. I was so (laughs) happy that I could just be this, yeah, be this pathway, be this vessel for her to experience um, Jesus' love for her Because Amen. it was a ton
0: Amen You do that for me regularly Miss Liz And I love it Love Thank it you. about you My friend So would you like To take us out With our verse As we go oh, into Our
1: fifth season Can you even believe wow. that? Wow, holy cow Holy no, cow God is good God is good Amen. Absolutely Remember our darlings This week To keep your eyes Locked On Jesus' eyes He looks at you and says, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me.